the truth. No, 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 no. See the way society is built today, like a trap. It's built in a way that keeps you in the dark. Trapped. Cause if your light shines through, you might figure out who and what you are. A magnificent being. Don't be scared of that. Do not be scared. That's why I'm here to help you remember. Great morning, great evening, good afternoon, depending where you're at in this beautiful planet or this amazing universe. Welcome to Brown and Spiritual AF. Happy Mother Love and Sun. Today is Sunday, right, guys? I don't even know because I just woke up, guys. Yes, you heard that straight. <laughs> Sometimes you forget work is today and you get a text message saying, hey, check this out. Are you jumping on? So welcome to Brown and Spiritual AF where we have another amazing guest, guys. How are you guys liking this platform? and the way we switched up, the way we do things. Let us know in the comments down below. And anything you hear today resonates with you or you feel like somebody else can resonate with it, like, click, and share this and subscribe. So then you get updates to when we jump on and we go live. Because just like me, sometimes I need a mother lover reminder, right? <laughs> so, <laughs> Ms. Isela, would you like to go ahead and um, introduce our beautiful guest today? Yeah, I'm super excited about this. Um, Bernadette, Bibi, Heran, and I have been friends for many years. I was thinking about this the other day because, geez, I've been kind of on my own consulting. It's been it's been more than ten years, right? Yeah, I mean it's twenty. Has it been twenty? 20. No, no, has it really? <laughs> she did this twice. I think that's yeah, twenty. Okay. So it's been a long time and we started, I liked, I always like to share this story because I used to be a director at a crisis intervention program and we had um, only one position really available and it wasn't the position that she was really looking for. But our interview, what were you there for like an hour or something? Like you were there for a real, like more than like a regular interview time. And we just connected. And I remember speaking to whoever, because we were like a small panel of people. And I just said, we just have to hire her. And I don't know for what, <laughs> but, you know, she's got to come work over here. So we have been friends since. And um, I'm excited to have you here. Welcome, Bernadette. Thank you. I'm excited to be here. I am I'm really enjoy listening to Isela and talk about your your lives here and your podcast. It's, it's exciting and I'm all for it. Um, loving to be a part of it. I just, uh, yeah, this plus more. Thank you for having me. Well, we are excited about knowing more about you. And you're, you all are going to hear, um, I think, a very fascinating story. Our podcast is really built about being brown, number one. Um, but really, I think it, it can connect to, uh, across all ethnicities and all races. Um, but I think what's, what's really um, such an interesting part of you is that you are a dual citizen here in Mexico, or here in Mexico, in the United States and in Mexico. <laughs> <laughs> and so you grew up in Mexico. Um, so I would love to just get a little bit of background so you can um, share with our listeners just where you come from and what that experience was like for you. Yes, sure. I, I grew up in San Luis Potosí, Mexico. It's right in the center of the country. My, my father is from San Luis Potosí and my mother is from the United States. Uh, She's uh, she is from Minnesota and California. And so my father and my mother met in California. And so just a quick 
uh, interesting uh, uh, fact. My father uh, was in California as an exchange student for three summers in a row. And it was my mother's family who was his host family. Oh, I don't think I knew that. <laughs> That's really cool. My father was... Yeah, he was the, they called him the 11th child. And it took me years to finally say to my, to my mom, she, my mom would say, he's like my, he was like my brother. I'm like, mom, you need to stop saying that. Yeah, don't say that shit out loud. <laughs> yeah, so it's funny. And what she was trying to say is we have so much in common and my family loves him. And so anyway, they decided to move to Mexico when I was a baby. I was five months old. And we moved to Mexico to my mom, my father's hometown of San Luis Potosí. And my mother uh, loved it. And she learned Spanish with us. Uh, so she she learned to love, love uh, San Luis United States, uh, every summer, we visited my my grandma, my grandpa, and my, my cousins and my aunts and uncles in California and the Bay Area. And so we grew up, so the, my sister and I used to say, we're not, no somos ni de aquí, ni de allá. And it's a quote from La India Maria, which is a character in uh, movies, uh, Mexican movies when I was growing up. And so later, we are visiting Mexico after we had been living in the U.S. for a couple of years. We met up in Mexico in our hometown. And I said to my sister, Chris, ¿Te acuerdas cuando decíamos que no éramos ni de aquí ni de allá? Did you remember when we used to say we're not from here, we're not from there? She goes, yeah. And then I said, I have a new saying now. She goes, what? I'm like, we are from here and we are from there. Mm. And and that was beautiful for both of us. We were like, we're from both places. This is very cool. And did you ever- So in a nutshell, that's been my- Did you, we're, we're having a little bit of a glitchiness here. Um, did you ever feel, um, I don't wanna say displaced, but like disconnected from either the United States or the people of Mexico? Like, did you ever feel displaced or did you feel connected uh, in some way at all times? N not at all times. I, I, there were times where I felt disconnected and times where I felt, connect felt, felt connected, which is why we used to say that. We did feel different and people told us we were different because, so when we were visiting our cousins in, in the United States and California, our cousins would introduce us as their Mexican cousins. And when we were in San Luis Potosí with our cousins, having a summertime in, in the racket club, you know, swimming and getting to know kids from other places of the world, maybe, or of the United States, they would say, these are our, our American cousins. And so, and I'm from Mexico. I'm from here. Why are you calling me your American cousin? Well, I had an American mom that st stood out like a sore thumb in many ways, culturally, mm -hmm. and uh, and not so much her looks, but really just culturally and her and her accent and her language and her way of of being was different. So that was obvious, and it's obvious for kids, and kids speak it out loud. And so that's that we did feel misplaced many times. Very cool. And so tell us a little bit before we get into, because this is really about our spiritual journey, right? And um, tell us a little bit about what you do. I think that's an important part of this journey for you. Um, so share a little bit about that. 
I'm sorry, I missed you. Um, can you repeat the question? Just share a little bit about what you do. Absolutely. Yes, I am. Um, so I'm I'm in the business, not business, I guess, yes, business. I'm in the area, I'm in the field of social and emotional development. And so I'm a consultant. I'm a consultant with, uh, I have several, several uh, like main contracts, if you may. Uh, one of them is called, uh, a company is called Conscious. I consult for that, that company. And then I also... Uh, have contracts with local local agencies uh, here in the in the Phoenix area, where I provide um, services uh, like a reflective super supervision for staff for people who work in early childhood field as teachers or as special educators um, or um, also as mental health professionals or mental health consultants. And so in a nutshell, yeah, that, that's what I do. I'm very passionate about it and is definitely connected to my spiritual, my spiritual experience in life. Uh, I'm, I feel that this role or this work that I do of being in this world is part of my calling, part of my what gives meaning to me as BB and and as part of this world, this this uh, part of this, uh, um, yeah, part of this life that I'm living right now. So let's talk about your spiritual development because I want to kind of jump into that. I think there's an absolute because I know you. There's an alignment between the work that you do and your spirituality. So yeah, let's jump into that and just share kind of what your journey's been like. Yeah. Sure, sure. So I grew up Catholic. I grew up Catholic in um in Mexico and I grew up in uh um I went to school to a private school friends. Um they were there they were called the religious of sacred heart. They still are called that. And although that sounds sometimes uh contradictory to what I'm about to say, they were the people who really truly connected me or introduced me to a spiritual life, um, a life that was beyond religion, uh, a spiritual life beyond forms and traditions, but really a life of connectedness uh, with with the world around me and with the people around me and with the life around me. They were the ones. They are fantastic. They still exist. They really spiritual life, which was what they used to call to be the interior, your interior life, that's really the how you connect to the exterior life. And and that was, and so I was just, I've been so, uh, I feel fortunate and, and lucky and excited to have grown in my spirituality thanks to that. But I have to add, add something to that. My mom, my mother is a, a spiritual woman. She is a very spiritual woman. She's also a religious woman. And she, her, her spiritual life, the way I see it, and I think the way she experiences it is that her religion is her spirituality, right? And and um and the way that I experience her is 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 that I I connect with with the way that she loves and connects and accepts and and reflects and allows uh, things to be how they are. And so my mom is. Uh, I would say my first teacher in spirituality guide, and then my experience with the religious of sacred heart. And so later on, 
I, um, you know, grew into my own and who I am and uh, away from religion. Um, but certainly uh, I had a jump start with, with religion. And so although I, I think that religion is a path for many people to find, and I think it continues to be, and it's an amazing opportunity for many, my route um, took a, a different turn in terms of religion. Um, what has been, what are the things that have happened in your life that have been pretty significant in terms of your spiritual development? Yeah, there, um, I would say um, moving to the United States at age 23 for a master's program um, opened up uh, parts of my heart <laughs> that, that I never knew existed my freedom so it's not only connected to my the freedom of, of of being me in a different world in a different country in a different environment but also opened up many closed doors of my heart and and so it opened up sort of a, a world of, of endless possibilities uh, of how I connect with the world and the people around me and I'm in a just like an open way like my life just went like oh there's more to the forms that I have in her to the ideas so much more to the ideas I have in my head so coming to United States and then I, I would say the being a mother and and then the recent one um I about four years ago I was diagnosed with breast cancer and that was probably un parteaguas, which is like parting waters, is the, the figurative uh, language uh, of, of what my experience in, in breast cancer was. Um, I went from feeling very anxious and scared about safety and illnesses to now feeling less scared, less anxious, and more present, and, 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 and just, I, I guess, happier, maybe more fulfilled, even though it was, it was, a, um, it was definitely an opening to, to, uh, to new ways of feeling and being. I would like to talk more about that, um, because I think that, <clears throat> I mean, obviously, it's a very scary experience. And I can only imagine, you know, with friends that I've had kind of that journey, that journey of from the moment you're told that you have cancer, that, you know, however, because there are lots of ways that cancer shows up for people, from that moment of feeling what you felt into what happened through that journey. Because I think just knowing who you are, and I, I think your story is important because, um, you know, I think a lot came from that experience. Yes, I would say the first thing that that I would love to share is that but I, I'm training right before cancer. Most of my trainings, I'm talking about breathing, diaphragmatic breathing, um, really being able to um, access calm. Uh, with deep breathing, and I practiced it, but to say I practiced it consistently would is is not true, right? It's a lie. And so 
once diagnosis happened, um, the first day, the day that I, that I went to the ultrasound and the doctor in the ultrasound office uh, came in and said, I'm sure this is cancer, even though there wasn't a biopsy yet. That day, I began my journey of meditation and breathing and, and con con consistently, intentionally, um, every day, every morning, every evening, and in, in the middle of the day, whenever I need it. I truly begin that connection of my, that's what I talked about mind, spirit, and body for years. And it wasn't until that happened that I truly experienced joining my heart with my body, with my mind, through meditation and through breathing, through breathing, audible breaths, diaphragmatic breaths, and just being in that present moment. And I've not stopped since that day. That's one of the biggest biggest learnings and sharings that I would love to, to give. So in a sense, because I know when you said um, you came to America, right, and your heart opened up a little bit, right? Did, did, what, what I just kind of heard is that this was another level of your heart opening up through this experience, right? Like most people, most people will go like, Oh no, right? Because we're taught here in America, like and that's another thing that's really cool, right? Is um you, you said growing up, people would speak to you and tell you things like, Oh, these are my Mexican family members, right? People have been telling us all kinds of shit through our whole lives, right? And so when I'm as I'm hearing this, and it's kind of crazy because you come here one, boom, things unlocking your heart. Here's another supposed to be life devastating thing. Boom, your heart opens up. What do you think that, where does that come from? Like, what was it inside of you? And then here's another crazy thing that to me, right? Like Catholicism was a way to your spirituality, right? Like those yeah. people actually help open you up. It's like, what the fuck? Where were those people for me? <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? Like, holy shit, this is fucking awesome. Right. right, because this is a you, you, your your story is so unique and amazing. I was sitting here, I haven't been talking because I'm soaking all this shit in. I'm like, oh my gosh, what's happening? No wonder why the computer's glitching, right? Because <laughs> the story is like so unique and powerful that is fucking up the system, right? That's what we're doing here, and so that's amazing. So where did that? Where do you think that came from? Like, what opened up inside of you? What like? How were you able to be so cool, calm, and collective in the pocket? Right? You you've been training your whole life, and then all of a sudden it's like, I know what to do. Like, how does that, how do you think that happens? You know, I think that part of my spiritual journey throughout my whole life, um, I'll explain it with an example. I was about 27, 28, living in the U.S. I've known Isela. And I looked at my journals that I wrote in fifth grade. And then a journal I've been writing when I was like 22, 23, when it was a crucial time in my life and I was deciding to come to the US and leaving um, uh, the RSCJ, which is the Religious of Sacred Heart that I thought of joining back then. I was Yes. I don't mean the last question is funny. Yeah, no, it's awesome. I I, I, might, I have friends who are, who are nine friends I just saw one of them Reina in in New York when I was there in May and so I was thinking of joining when I was that that age that young and I remember you know I decided not to and I'm going through my journals and 
I, I had already made the decision to go to the United States to, for my master's. But listen, I went through my journals and I start seeing this line of the path that took me to today. And I was like reading again and reading and going. And, and okay, I, this is a big deal for me to say this because I, 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 I fight with the idea that this is pre-thought of premeditated. I can't stand that. Okay. But I am spiritual. And so I, I and so I'm looking, this brought me like, it, it, like, it, it, like, it seems like it was supposed to happen. Right. There's this like journey. Right. And that I can see in my, and, and I made those steps. I took those steps and I don't want anyone to take that away from me. No premeditative like idea is going to take away my freedom of, of making these choices. But I certainly, and like, you know, I think that one of the ways of saying it is like seeing God through your, uh, in your journey, like the, 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 the God, which is connectedness, the walk of God through your life, which is, uh, you know, this, this connectedness, this sense of you are together with something, with someone bigger than you, with, with, with life, with possibility, you know, with endless possibility. Uh, that's what I can see in my journals, like this, this path that takes me to today. Wow. I could feel that, right? I could see the excitement in your eyes and your energy. And I'm pretty sure people you listening could just feel that, right? That's super dope. Like fifth grade, you were journaling since the fifth grade or third grade. Did I hear how that, where did I hear that? And then you connected the dots backwards, right? You looked back, you reverse engineered your life and you could see the line like, holy shit, what? what? Like, this has been with you for a long time. Like you kept yourself a little notebook so you could go back and say, hey, that is freaking incredible, right? You just give me more power to start journaling now. So like when I'm 85, right? <laughs> <laughs> right? So I would be like, hey, I just started journaling until I was 38. <laughs> Right. Like you've been doing this shit since the fifth grade. That's so amazing because people told me that doing that type of shit was for women. It was for girls. Right. Journaling was like a, a girl's type of way, keeping a diary. Right. So, wow. Thank you for sharing that and, and, and letting us know that. Right. Because these concepts are a little crazy, people. Right. Like struggling with life being predetermined for us in the beginning. Right. But then you look back and like, holy shit. But once again, right, you still had to make those choices in order to be here. Right? You had a you had a choice to get to America. You had a choice to listen to the calling of your heart. You had the choice to say, hey, this is an obstacle that I'm going to overcome versus this is an obstacle that's going to destroy me with the cancer. Right? right. Yeah. So, yeah. Wow. Thank you for sharing. That's very powerful. And, Absolutely. And, yeah. And what, help so many people I, open up. What came from that though, Bernadette? I, I, BB, I, I'm so in my head. You're Bernadette. <laughs> I know. I know. Um. So what? I, I think what I want. There are a lot of people who experience this. There are a lot of people who experience cancer in one shape or another, one form or another, right? And I think, and I just watched my father-in-law go through this experience as well. And he is the most. It's so fascinating to me because. I've, I've been trying to figure it out by just being an observer of him. And, you know, he's one of those people 
I don't know that it comes from a place of not wanting to burden others. I really just believe he believes that this positive thinking that he's going to be fine, that everything's going to be fine is such an important part of who he is. It's just who he is in general. Like we just figure it out. We work it out. It's going to be fine. And I think that has significantly impacted the outcome of his experience. Now, I don't want to say that that happens for everybody and that that's the end all be all. But I watched that and I think it's so powerful, the attitude, the the just the the energy around it. So like, what was that for you? Because I, I think people, I would like for people to hear your experience around that. Absolutely. Um, it's a, this is a big, uh, a big deal to me. Um, I would say that um, I, like your father-in-law, I had a personality, right? Like a mind over matter personality. Like it's going to be, I've got this, I'm going to do it. Like that did kick in in me right? Um, I'm, I've got this, I'm going to do it. I can see the path. Um, now that was not the only thing that happened. Like I definitely am someone who paused and allowed to feel all the feelings. I was scared. I was, I was frustrated. I was overwhelmed. I was panicked. I felt, I felt sad. I felt angry. I felt jealous. I felt all the feelings and I allowed that and think, and I think part of uh, my journey and my spiritual journey and my, 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 my processes, social and emotional processes helped allowed me to have an avenue to understanding my feelings and allowing them to come out and befriending my feelings that comes from conscious discipline. Um, so that, that is definitely something that helped me. And I also, was introduced to uh, an experience that was very hurtful and difficult for me to to live, which was people's uh, imposition of you need to be positive, you need to be positive. And I had a lot of people say things to me that weren't positive, but what what it really was was people's feelings of scared, and anxiety and fear of what of what could happen to them. And so when people are fearful of what's going to happen to you and fearful of what could happen to them, it comes out with sentences like, um, uh, you know that cancer doesn't exist. You know that you created it. You need to find out the source of it so that so that it doesn't kill you or doesn't come back to you. Uh, people also said things like, you know, that breast cancer is related to your right, right breast cancer is related to your daddy issues. So you need to work on those. People said things like God chose you because God knew that you could handle it and you would be an example for all of us. All right. People also said you, um, you know, you are given that so that you can be an example to others, like it's another way of saying it. And those sentences, all of that was not helpful to me at all. It sounds and, like more of that people was what shit is. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And so mostly, I mean, what I did though, I, this is what, what I feel was powerful. And I would, you know, kind of toot my own horn and, and give myself this sense of empowerment and, and strength was that when people said that to me, 
I initially felt, uh, uh, you know, uh, affected by it. And within five to 10 minutes, I transformed that into, into understanding. I reframed it. I was able to say they are trying to process this information for themselves. They're trying to make sense of it and they're trying to give me love and their love is, you know, their love, it, maybe they are not regulating their feelings, but what they, their intention is to, to connect with what's going on with me. And I take that love. I learn to take that love and say, they're noticing me, they're seeing me and they, and that comes from a place of love, even though it, even though um, I also took the opportunity to teach people during those times. And I would say something that one of my really good friends said to me once, but you're so evolved. Why did it happen to you? And I remember telling her, I said, listen to what you're saying. Say it again. Say it again. You are so evolved. Why did this happen to you? I said, listen, as if I didn't do enough to keep myself healthy. You're saying I didn't do enough to keep myself free from, from, and I said to her, and I said to her, no, that that's not how I see it. Um, shit happens, <laughs> you know, illnesses happen. Um, and I said, just like there's, we have free will in our emotional life and our behaviors, there is free will in the world of, of, of cells. And then the world of, of, of science, things happen. They happen. And do I have to do something with the happening? Yes. But am I the only variable? No, I'm not the only variable. Things happen. And, and then I said to her, how I respond to this that's happening is what it's about. It's about how I respond. Boom, chakalaka, right? To all you haters out there that are listening to this shit because she's talking about stuff, right? Especially in the spiritual world, right? We got that spiritual bypass shit. We got that shit that says, like, they try to link you to all these other things. But you felt the emotions. You you did what you felt, right, was going to be the path for you because it's a unique journey. And right now, that is mind-blowing again, right? You took something way over here from your childhood right catholicism and you got spiritual grounding from that and you got a spiritual upliftment from that right came to america you felt your heart opened up then you're in this realm where you're getting cancer people are projecting what it kind of sounds like all their fears and ideologies that come from all over the place and making you feel like you have to go and search all this shit you were able to go hold on what works for me like Holy smokes, you're breaking the mold on so many levels. It's like blowing my mind right now. Thank you for bringing this beautiful soul on, Isella, because <laughs> holy shit, people are going to be like, what the f just happened? It's like, yeah, you know what happened? Brown and spiritual AF just happened to you guys, <laughs> right? <laughs> like, I think that, yeah, I, I think it's an important story to tell um, because it's not just cancer, right? It could be so many things that happen in our lives and it could be circumstantial, right? Something that happens, you lose your job, you lose your, you know, it's like the, it's so many things that happen is really based on or, or not based on, but we get a choice. We get a choice on how we're going to experience it. And I think the point that you brought up about you, you let yourself feel what you feel because I, there's two extremes, right? It's like, I'm going to feel what I feel. And I stay in that. I stay in the fear. I stay in the sadness. I stay in it and I get stuck in it. 
And then there's the other extreme where it's like that spiritual bypass piece where it's like, I don't feel, I can't feel anything that's happening. I'm not going to let myself feel that because God is going to handle everything. <laughs> right. And, and so I think that your story of, I mean, for me, it feels like such a balanced experience and that's a bad word probably to try to describe this. But for a lot of us, I know for me personally, I wasn't given permission to feel what I felt. And so for a long time, that reconnecting to my emotions and just allowing myself to feel fear and to feel sadness and to feel that and yet have the inner strength and this. And I think what you're describing to me, what it sounds like is surrendering. You have this surrender. And I and I saw you do this with your twins because she has twins. And when she was pregnant, um, she had oh, you had to go on medical leave. Right. Or like you were bedridden because I remember I spent many days at your house <laughs> and um, when you were bedridden and you you just kind of surrendered to the experience and just allowed that to happen in your life. So I think it's so much of who you are. I don't yeah, know. I'm stuck. I, I heard everything you said. Okay. I heard everything you said. Yeah. 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 I think the, the surrendering piece is surrendering. Um, so I, I've always been so afraid of surrendering, meaning I my freedom is taken away. And like and right there with you. Right. Uh, right. And so, you know, like the day before I was gonna get married, I told my mom. I'm so afraid. I don't want to ever feel like a, like a bird in a cage. And, and my mom said to me, and that is only up to you that mm -hmm. you have the freedom to, and I remember hugging her, like, how does she know to say that? Right. And that partner is not up to your friends. It's not up to your anything. It's up to you. And I'm like, I never lose my freedom. And so surrendering to 13 weeks of bed rest or surrendering to chemotherapy it doesn't mean that i'm not an active participant it means that i am in the present moment responding in calm and in and in and in um and the connectedness to what's happened trying to tune in a way that keeps me anxious or the noise that keeps me fearful um and then i in that presence i can feel my fear i can feel my anxious and then i can talk to it and i can hug it and i can and i can go through it and i like to call it go walking through the the scary enchanted forest and finding joy in that some of these things end up not being so scary once you decide to walk through it. Oh man, perception is key, right? Perception is a lot, right? Like I, I think about that. You said your your mom is wise too. Like holy smokes, I can see how you, why you grew up the way you are right now, right? I can see how your awareness was able to be uplifted and projected out into the world in a positive, healthy way right because i have a friend right and she's growing up and it's really dope that these souls are becoming aware even earlier in life right and so she told me a story yesterday about um she she's seen things in a, in a strange way right and trying to make sense of it in the world right and she went and told this story to her friends right and her friends turned around and told her you need to stop saying shit like that this is crazy you might be going crazy you might be schizophrenic or manic 
depressing, whatever the fuck, right? Whatever these people say, they're projecting their fears onto people, right? And then she told me the story, right? And I hear the story and I'm like, wow, you have amazing eyes and awareness to be able to see these types of things, right? That's kind of cool. Now, what we decide to do with this is really up to us. We could live in a fearful world, right? of cancer where it's going to destroy you where oh my gosh i'm going to get married i'm going to be caged up because i'm scared of marriage because i don't want to be put in a cage but now that you say <laughs> that shit <laughs> right i'm like what the fuck why do i want one girlfriend i'm like i have 20 right but <laughs> but but that's my old perception is saying like um like 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 having multiple partners it was like praised back then right but there was a perception now i look at it it's like wait a minute no man i have the opportunity right to build with somebody and if i'm in prison well then i choose to feel that way right the prison is really in my head wow thank you for look you're she dropping so many gems bb is a gem <laughs> dropper today guys in an unconventional way people so you guys might want to listen to this a few other times right so what was the key point like how did you manage to not see yourself as a caged bird in your marriage right because this is going to carry on and through your whole journey because this is this is this all connected right Absolutely. I think so. One of the things was um, so when my my partner, my husband, Carl, when we were going through um, uh, the, you know, the process of we were going to get married. One of the things that that we learned um, in like a class that we took, it, well, it stayed with us. It was uh, let yourself be influenced by one another. That was we kept saying that for years, let yourself be influenced by one another. And so the thing is, we are not ever on our own. We are in the context of a relationship, no matter what relationship it is, no matter what relationship, we are in the context of a relationship. When we're a baby, when we're a toddler, when we're a preschooler, we're always in the context of a relationship. So when, when you're in a, in your, so if I chose to be with, with Carl, then my, the, the stepping the, the 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 road to my internal freedom and external freedom is the relationship so freedom if i'm scared of losing my freedom i i stop i put a wall up in front of me and i'm not in a relationship but if i'm if i go all right i'm free then the walls are down and so my 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 throwing myself into the relationship with Carl of saying, all right, here we go for, you know, and with our shit and with our grace and with our awesomeness, I want another, let yourself be influenced by one another became for me like, okay, here I go. And in the, in my relationship with Carl, it's one of my only relationships, one of my only relationships where he would put up a mirror just naturally who he is where, and I could see myself in my rawness and in my imperfectionness and my oops and, and yet be, be okay. Because I grew up with a lot of people saying how wonderful I am. You're, wow. You're great. And so the messages that I always, uh, you, it, it kind of, it, it, um, I never, I, I lost, like my um how can I say this to um, or I never really I wasn't as reflective about myself and my behaviors as I was when I met my husband and so when I met Carl so the relationship of Carl and I like get, grew my my sense of 
my of, of myself my spirituality my my place in this world so that was another opening of of my heart and so does that make any sense i think i went all over the place now but it makes <laughs> a lot of sense right because i think in this day and age people are like fuck this i'm gonna be who i am you're not gonna tell me how i'm gonna be or you're not gonna but the words let yourself be influenced by one another right to me like that touches my heart because before i was like this girl ain't gonna change me like just because i'm over here that doesn't mean i'm gonna change but being but changing and being upgraded right for 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 a higher level right being becoming more aware is that that that's amazing because now i'm able to look into a relationship, whether it's relationship with church, whether it's relationship with my spirituality, whether it's relationship with uh, illness, right, or a dis-ease in the body, right, a relationship right here, right now, right, like, for instance, I, I was late today, right, I, I woke up, and, and, and it was just really rare for me to not show up on time, right, because my mom used to be like, motherfucker, you better get to where you got to go and be on time all the time, so I'm always that person that's like, I'm 15 minutes early, or I'm late, right, on time is late, right, but we were able to roll through this, right, and we're all pretty, I love that you brought up relationships, right, and how we perceive these things, and how we perceive surrendering to the moment, Right. I could have been myself up this whole time, but I didn't. I surrendered to the moment and said, let's just let things go the way they are. Mm-hmm. And everybody's frozen. Do we break the internet? No, you're not. We frozen. broke it. You're good. <laughs> I know. Oh, okay. I'm having weird I heard you. Yeah. I heard you the whole time, though. I heard you the whole time. Yeah. Yeah. So this is powerful stuff, people. If you're listening, if you're paying attention to what BB's saying, right, and how he still articulates and asks the questions, and we kind of just bring it together, we're surrendering to this moment right here, right now, right, and that's how magic works. <laughs> Get on that surfboard and ride the ways of life. Whew. Yeah. Actually, you know, I I want to add something. Go ahead, Bernard. Go ahead. No, you go ahead. Oh, I was going to add. Okay. Okay. I was going to add something when, you know, when I, again, back to the cancer diagnosis, which was it, it's putting all of my, my, my journey together. When, when I, after the cancer diagnosis, like two days after it, I was crying. I was feeling uh, strong emotions. And I, I was, I took my husband, Carl to the table. I'm like, sit down, sit down. And I said, um, I said, listen, anything that you and I need to work on, anything that we've not discussed, anything that we've not touched, anything that we've not put focus on about our relationship, about who we are and and how we dance together and how we do this family thing, it's going to be on the table because we're going to do this. Are you in? Are you in? And, and And he said, Yes. He said, yes. And, and that was another, another layer of our growth. And, and believe me, this is, it's not, it's not rainbows and, and no, it's, it's, you know, it's really kind of looking at ourselves and, 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 and you, and you, and, and there's so many mistakes and oopses and, and there's so many, you know, uh, hurt, hurts and then there's so much healing and there's so much opportunity and there's so much going through that forest that enchanted scary forest together yeah i think that's an important point 
um, that two things can exist at the same time, right? So you can feel fear and you feel can feel healing at the same time. It does. So it doesn't have to be one or the other. Like those experiences can exist. And, and then we get to choose in any moment what to have and not feel guilt about that. I think that's it. Like, you know, we need to stop shitting all over ourselves, feeling guilt. About <laughs> stop feeling. shitting on yourself. <laughs> you know, stop feeling guilt about what you're feeling, what you could have should have done. You know, just be in the moment, be in that experience. Yeah. I think you're, um, um, you know, it, 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 go ahead. <laughs> I was going to say it, it, it was, it was hard. It's still hard. It's still hard to go through this. And, and we have very difficult moments, right? And we, sometimes we have a mismatch, right? My needs aren't being met. Your needs aren't being met. And then, but the experience that, that, that we've had um, has allowed both of us to be able to catch it earlier than later and go, oh, right. Look at me. Look at me something I'm doing right now that's contributing to this lack of connection and then he goes oh there I am okay I got I got it I got it I, I caught myself I saw myself and so I'm coming back back to that connection and so it's that journey of being able to recognize when we step away from it when we need to step away from it it's okay it's okay and then i consciously choose to step back into that connection and so it's like a it's just a, a the opportunity to be able to look at ourselves so looking at yourself in in that role in that relationship in that in that journey of yours and then making the choice to to come back to connection with any person that you are in relationship with mm -hmm. right not just your partner your parents and your best friends. You look like you were going to say something, Mark. Um, no, go ahead. I've, I've been so, waiting to hear what you have to say. I, you know what? The, I actually kind of wanted to make mention the surfboard that you said, surfing through life, Mark. I think um, that's a really good analogy because, or metaphor, because, um, I mean, think about that. You know, there are all these waves that are happening and we're as a, and I don't surf. So this is from an observer standpoint, <laughs> but, <laughs> Me you know, either. The, the waves that are going, you know, you, you're they're you're, they're continually responsive, right? The person standing on the board is responsive to what's happening below them in order to stay balanced. And it's really fascinating because I think that the, someone who surfs can completely ignore at that and just automatically respond or actually in the moment experience each of those waves as this glorious incredible experience of um of surfing i think that's you know i i, I have friends that have children who are um sort of they call addicted to surfing like they're up every morning they're out in the on the waters and i think <clears throat> it's the exhilaration and the experience that of being in that moment and one with the ocean. I think that's such a good metaphor for anything that we experience in life. You know, we, what do we need to do to stay balanced while feeling what's going on in, within our experience? I think it's pretty powerful. It, it really is, right? Because when you think about the, the ocean that BB has been in, right? It's like, it, it, get, it gets turbulent at times, but those waves, right? 
some there there are surfers out there like hell yeah i want that big one and they don't allow it to come crashing down on them right through their training through their awareness right through their love of what they do they learn how to get up on that mother lover and they're not controlling the wave all they're doing is being able right to harness the power of it with the tool that's under their feet and ride this thing to wherever it goes right so there it's a relationship between the rider right and the surfboard and the wave right and 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 i think that's that's really awesome and it's really cool how through bb's story we're able to see the waves that had tried to come into her life and the way she was able to jump on that board right or if something did crash right she didn't give up she just did it again and again and got up like to sit at the table and say okay husband right Anything that we haven't worked through, right? Anything we haven't done is going to be put on the mother love the table. Are you in? Right? Because that's fucking straightforward. That's like saying, check this out. Are you in? Yes or no? Right? Because if not, well, I'm going to have to figure this shit out, right? And you can go over there. But if you're in, this is what it's going to take, right? Nowadays, that relationship between us is not even like that, right? We go and do shit that's not like um, we, we go against our morals or our values all the time. Like I go to work. And I had to tell myself, okay, Mark, what waves are going to show up today, right? And there might be some, like I could predict some that are going to come, right? But there might be some that just show up. And then I had to sit down with myself like, okay, there's going to be some shit on the table, Mark. What are you willing to be a part of and what are you not willing to be a part of? And what are you going to do about it, mm-hmm. right? And I think that has a lot to do with relationships, um, like you said, with your husband, with with with, 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 with the dis-ease, with, with the people in our lives right here right? Because I had to learn to serve a little bit different also in relationships and communicating, right? So uh, real quick, I had this, um, the, the, the shit is happening in my life and somebody's coming in and it's just a really strange to me connection, right? Especially emotionally, right? Like, no, my walls want to go, right? But I get to choose to experience, what'd you say? We get to experience, let the other influence us, right? Don't be scared of that, right? And then something happened and then there was a text message that said, hey, check this out. This is not about you, right? This is, I, I don't know what I'm feeling right now. I don't know. I have to work on myself, but I wouldn't like to not move forward. We can be friends, but not the type that kiss, right? That kind of thing, <laughs> And right? And, and I understand that. And, and a part of me wanted to be upset and your heart goes down, but the upper part of me, because seeing this thing from another wave, right? It's like, okay, here comes a wave. I'm going to jump out the motherfucker a different way. Right. And being able to see because this person was so powerful, had such awareness to say, I don't know. I have to feel what I'm feeling. I don't know what I'm feeling. We got caught up in the moment. It felt good right there. But I need to know what it's like a little bit more. Right. And instead of looking at that as rejection. Right. This person had enough awareness to say, wait a minute. I fucked up a lot of shit in my life, probably. And when we go too fast, things get complicated. Let's just let, let let let's just see what the beach is like for a little while, right? Before I get in that motherfucker, right? Because my surfboard is not ready, right? And that's okay because as you're sitting here talking to the talking to me, saying this kind of stuff, it's like sitting down at the table, right? I said, hey, this is what I would like. What your expectations are, I have no idea, but this is what I need in my life. And are you able to provide this? Woo! Man, you you like we can't make this shit up, people. <laughs> I love that. I love that 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 story you shared. I think, I think that the, this person's text or honesty or uh, vulnerability of explaining is what also aided you or helped you respond instead of react. Right. So that oh. vulnerability that that person provide you know put themselves in allowed you to then go. Oh, 
re responding instead of reacting, right? So it's, 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 it took both of you to, to, to be able to stay in that, in that, in that place of me, not so much to me, right? It's, this is happening. It's not an attack. It's not a rejection. It's life. Yeah. And I'm holding my heart because this shit is scary. Like people don't know this, but I really like I, I bring myself and my current situations up here. And there's always somebody that's able to mirror back to me what's going on in my own life, because that's what this is. And I'm really hot and like <laughs> <laughs> nervous right now. Like, so that's <laughs> So thank you for bringing that out of me and allowing me to say that out through your amazing stories and the way you've been able to jump on your surfboard and ride the waves in this fucking life, right? Woo. What are you still working on, Bernadette? As a final question, what are you still working on? Um, oh, gosh, what am I still working on so much? Um, so freedom is always the topic that I'm working on. Well, it's one of them, right? It's, it's always, it's, it's a journey. It's, 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 I'm not there right? It's not like I've arrived. Um, have I, uh, have I matured or have uh, felt some fulfillment around that topic around that? Yes. But is it ever over? I travel for work. Um, and, and so I, I am constantly evaluating and, and looking at how much travel, how, how, how how much less how much more um my family is a priority my sense of freedom is also priority and how you know how how do i continue to to um to to allow those to coexist i i are continuing to be attuned and receptive to the needs of my kids and my husband like uh you know i'm someone who is sometimes uh, you know my feelings and my emotions and my needs come first and although that sounds like that's um that's that's a beautiful thing and it's a beautiful thing but it comes with some challenges it comes with some challenges of not being able to be attuned to someone else's needs so I continue to to be in that journey of 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 empathy of 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 being able to practice empathy actively practice empathy with those closest to me including my parents and my siblings my siblings would jump on a plane for me anytime and I sometimes say would I do that and and my heart will but will I physically do that I'm connected to my 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 siblings and I love them but would I jump on the plane or leave this what I'm saying is, you know, my sister, Chris, you know, she gives so much to each one of us. You know, she experiences a lot of empathy for each one of us. And she inspires me and invites me to think outside of myself. So that's where I'm at right now. <laughs> are we glitching or are we just stuck? <laughs> <laughs> I think we're just like pausing at a moment because that's so beautiful, right? Like yeah. sometimes silence is just okay to let that shit sink in. Mm -hmm. Right, so that my mouth, I'm whew, my rest of my day is gonna be amazing. <laughs> well, thank you, Bernadette, oh, for being it, here with us. Is there any final thing that you would like to share with folks, or you know, words of wisdom? I don't know. I um, I would <laughs> no, not really. Um, I think <laughs> I I um, I love being able to be connected to others, uh, both of you who, who also, uh, 
fuel their life and the life of others with reflection uh, and with connectedness. And I, I think I just leave with, with a happy heart and um, connected to both of you. Just, it's, it's, it's felt nice to be here. Thank you so much. Have a good evening, everyone. Have a good day. Thank you. Love you. Much love and light. Bye. Do you remember?